Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Mr. Sean Grealish calling out of, uh, you're in England right now, right? Yes, London, England. Thanks for having me. London, England. He is from Base Life Coaching. He is a nutrition and a fitness expert. He's been actually helping me uh, shed some weight and keep some muscle on, as well as some other people I know. Shout out to Mary and Elizabeth. I know that she referred you to me, and uh, it's been a great experience so far. But uh, upright and early, getting the day going, man. Thank you for being on the A-Game Podcast today. How are you? Yes, I mean... I appreciate being on here and, and I want to second that shout out to Marion. You know, she it's a small world, especially you guys in the jiu-jitsu. Everyone seems to know someone that knows someone. Yeah. I'm grateful to be part of your journey. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. It's been a great experience working with you so far. I'm already seeing results, which is awesome. Um, but tell us a little bit. I know you have a background in a bunch of different things. I know we talked about you already doing some jiu-jitsu and some martial arts, um, as well as obviously nutrition and fitness. But uh, give a 30,000-foot view of uh, how you came into the fitness and nutrition industry. Fitness and nutrition. Um, fitness, I've always, always, always wanted to be active. I was like a decent level um, soccer player, soccer, football, UK and through injuries fell away and, and, and drifted a little, a little bit in life. And um, it kept coming back to me. Like, I want to train. I want to do something. Can I, I jumped into YouTube and what a platform to arrive in 2000s. And uh, it really motivated me. And I started to explore my options. And then once I started to, to study with, with what I wanted to do, as in fitness, I thought it was fitness. That was what I thought my path was. But the more I went into it, the more I realized that the nutrition side of it is huge, huge part of, of our lifestyle, let's say, rather than just fitness or something that we do to, to make things better. It's, it's just, it's part, it's, it, everyone eats on a daily basis. So why not fix that? And, and my experience with that was I've suffered mentally. It's the mental side of it. I've suffered in terms of always being anxious or overthinking it or binging and, and all these things. So I, I wanted to A, fix me so I could help. So I was, I was going into it to understand more so that I could understand others and help, you know, um, it's a huge pain point in life. And if I can help anyone like just a tiny bit relax and, and smile a bit more with food, then I'm, I'm a, a happy man. But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a journey that kind of just evolved and evolved and I didn't see it coming, but I'm very thankful to be part of it. Nice, man. You know, it, it more and more, I, I see the common thread of people, even people in the gym that work out, you know, jujitsu guys, MMA guys, fitness guys, that they go in peaks and valleys of they'll be in really, really good shape. But then, we, we, you know, we tend to be in a little bit of that feast and famine. And I, I've always heard the cliche that your abs aren't made in the gym, they're made in the kitchen. Yeah, and I mean, as, as I've been 40 now more than ever, I'm seeing that that's, that that's really is true. Like part of what you and I have been working on is it, it really hasn't been a big focus as much on the physical part, but it really has been the nutrition. And, and that seems to be the key because it's making the difference for sure. Well, absolutely. When I evaluate like, so we started working recently when I was looking at you with my notes, I was like, you've got the training down. 
this is not an issue. Training is not an issue for you. you training is like brushing your teeth. You get up and you do it habitually, right? It's not something that I need to slowly creep into your life, like say other clients, because they think it's the training. So for you, it was just maybe looking at things slightly different from how they was, you know, and, and tweaking and, and nothing drastic, nothing drastic, just a better relationship, consistency and developing habits. You know, that, that is my key point is developing habits. It's maybe not what you thought we'd do because fat loss is the goal, right? Fat loss is the goal rather than weight loss. Fat loss is the goal. And my job then is to do the other things that you need as well. If you know what I mean? Definitely. Now, so a couple of things there, one, I definitely want to talk about the, I don't think food addiction gets enough attention because almost I'd, I'd say a lot of the people, maybe not everybody, but a lot of the people that I talk to, especially as we're getting older, their addictions might go like as far as drugs or women or all that stuff, but the food one sticks around, you know, every time we go out now, it's, you know, everybody loves food, everybody's struggling with food and it's not like alcohol or drugs that you don't have to go to a bar or, you know, you're, you're not around it. You have to eat every day. There's food in your face every day. There's always a relative or a family member or a girlfriend or an in-law. Hey, come over for food, have a drink, have this, have dessert, have some cake. And it's really hard to, to it's, it's almost like being in the bar all day and being an yeah. alcoholic. And yeah. what you keep saying about changing the relationship with food is really something that I feel like is important in trying to work on because until I understood that and realized that I have to make a different connection with food. I don't see myself not being on this roller coaster of being in really good shape and then being out of really good shape and then good food for six weeks and then make ribs for six weeks. So what, what are some of the connections and things you're seeing for people as far as like the mental side of, of having a food addiction and changing the relationship with food? I really like to dig deeper into that part of it. Well, I'm glad you said addiction because I, I don't always like to bring it up because I, I don't know people's backgrounds or family or what's going on in life, but I, I've seen alcoholism and, and drug addiction through in parts of my family and friends. And, and it, is it the drug or is it the food? Is it, is it the donor or is it our habit with the donor? Do you know what I mean? You know, like I try and coach people that it's a donor, enjoy it, move on rather than, because if it was the beer or the donut, then we would all be alcoholics and we would all be suffering with, with food anxieties and, and binges, let's say. Like you, you mentioned that people are suffering like an addiction. I, I verbally remember describing myself feeling like a food crackhead, let's say. Like <laughs> if, if it got hold of me on a Sunday evening and there was Ben and Jerry's and tubs of this and tubs of that and order this and order that, I was doing it. We're going in. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it properly. And it was like an all, all or nothing kind of mentality. And it really doesn't have to be. It could be, it could be an abundance mentality that actually I can eat everything. I can eat anything, but I understand I don't have to eat everything. And that's what I'm trying to coach, you know. Is, is it a donut or is it my behaviors with the donut? That, that's, that, that's the key thing we're trying to just get across and not demonize food because the more we see it as unhealthy, bad, cheating, I have to treat myself, it's, it's bullshit. You know, these are, you, every part of you is hearing this conversation. So you, you, without knowing, you're starting to create this, this narrative that you're doing something wrong. So every time you do something wrong, are you losing trust with yourself? 
And then you develop the ability to block out that actually I just did something wrong and it doesn't matter, I'm going to do it anyway. And then it starts to build up on there. So I'm trying to take the demonization out. It's not good. It's not bad. It's less nutritious versus more nutritious. You know, am I swimming in less nutritious foods? No, because I allow myself to have them sometimes. Therefore, I don't binge on them anymore. And I really want to pass that across to people. I think it's, it's a game changer. It's an absolute game changer, you know, um, being able to go to, so I'm, I'm a father and I've got two beautiful sons and you asked about what was a game changer thinking that I would have a birthday party and be trying to say to myself, I'm not going to have no cake though. You know, I'm, I'm, I really have to be on point. I really have to be strict and I, I cannot let myself down. It's like, I'd be letting everyone down if I went to a kid's party and didn't have a slice of cake. It's not the cake. There's all the hours and all the months and all the habits and behaviors and beliefs that I've created away from that slice of cake at my son's uh, birthday party. So that for me is a huge point that I want to potentially help people with, you know, feast or famine, like you said, all or nothing. It really doesn't have to be that way. You can live a healthy, happy life and enjoy yummy food. You know, it, it's literally an opinion whether you can or you can't, either way you're right in that moment in your, in your journey. So it's a, it's a massive topic. It's, it's, it's sounding easy as we're saying, but it's, it's life starts with, so let's say, let's say your journey, your journey started with me recently with actions. So you're taking some actions. We're going to start to create behaviors and then in, in say six months, a year's time, you've got knowledge developed from your behaviors, which came from your actions. So now you've got an understanding of actually I can lose weight or I can maintain weight whenever I choose rather than you're up and down. You can just literally float there. And now you've got the knowledge to just change things as and when you want. You don't feel guilty. You don't feel anxious. That mental drain, let's say, because as you said, food is everywhere, all day, every day. That mental drain could be taking away so much energy from other portions of our lives, our relationships, our, our business. Like it's a massive, massive release, let's say. Like that, that mental drain of feast or famine. I believe, anyhow, that's how, that's how I believe. And hopefully like some people jump on board and, and they really release themselves almost like to enjoy that one donut and it doesn't have to be the whole pack of six or the whole pack of 12 you know it's uh yeah. it's, it's a different world it's completely against what people have maybe been brought up with you know like good versus bad and actually no we can all get along <laughs> it's, it's it's fun I, I i really enjoy what i do you know it's that minefield that people are going through if i can help them navigate a little bit i i, I sleep well and um, I, I'm glad you mentioned it how you did because it's it, it's a, it's a hard subject, you know. People don't they almost don't want to admit these struggles that they're going through, and it's a really hard struggle, um, a really hard subject. So I'm glad you brought it up the way you did, actually. Well, you know, I, I think of it like um, you know, I have an addictive personality either way, but when I look at things, you know, I I try and. I have alcohol. I'm looking at my wine rack right now, but it's, you know, like seven 30 in the morning here right now. 
no part of me is going, man, I can't wait for noon to crack that wine open. You know, like I got, you know, Chicago weed's legal. I can go get an edible, anything, but I'm not like constantly like, Hey man, like, what do I have to do to earn that? So I have the right to go get an edible, but my fridge is to the left. And I can tell you right now, I am thinking about the frozen pizza in there and thinking like, man, when's Saturday going to come around? And that's where I feel like it's an addiction that it, it controls my thoughts and like tempts me all day. And then like, like you were saying, what I think is interesting is that relationship with it. How do you get off that wheel of, you know, even so shout my friend, John Donnelly, he just lost like 55 pounds. And a lot of the people that I, I think when you diet and you get to a place that you lose all this weight, then it becomes, okay, I did this. What's my reward. And then your reward becomes, I'm going to go eat a bunch of food, but like any other addiction, you wouldn't be like, Hey man, I just hit my five years sober. I'm going to go get shit faced to celebrate. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But for food, that roller coaster <laughs> seems to keep coming with food. How do you get off of that? Like, like you said, I think that's why it's so important to, to bring it up like that because I think it really is the mindset of like, this is not a temporary thing. This isn't something that you sacrifice and now you get to go binge on like, and, and not to, to go into many different things, but your post on Christmas, I, I told you this, but I thought it was one of the best food related holiday posts I had ever read because we were just starting to get into this. I had come off of a stressful trip to New York. I was not looking healthy. I put on like 12, 15 pounds and I was like, man, you know, I really like to go home and hang out with my family and be able to eat some cake and eat some food and not stress out about like, man, you fat ass, like stop eating. And you put a post up and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, you didn't get to where you are physically within a day and you're not going to get out of where you are physically within a day. So eat up, enjoy your loved ones, enjoy your, and like you kind of took the guilt away of like, oh yeah, like this is stupid. I want the memory of just having an enjoyable day with my family. And like you said, I'm going to look more like a dick for not eating the cake or the lasagna or whatever with my family on Christmas. And it really just switched something for me that it was okay. And, and I appreciate it because you literally helped me get like my, my Christmas back without the guilt of the food. But I, mate, I was, I've been you, I've literally done what you've done. So that's why it's so passion. It's a passion of mine because as I said earlier, you can eat anything. You don't have to eat everything because you mentioned, pizza. you mentioned pizza. <laughs> what do you think I had a slice of before I come on air? <laughs> I had, which was a leftover. I couldn't do leftovers. I could not do it. I couldn't see something. I, I, it had to be finished. I grew up in a place where it was, if you don't finish your dinner, you're not getting something yummy after. And I was stuffed to the brim. But you learn, we, we learn to push through this moment and we develop these habits. And it's the habits and the behaviors that got you to feeling 12, 15 pounds at Christmas, not Christmas Day, you know? So Christmas Day is... Let's develop memories because in 20 years, you're going to look back and think, oh, shit, I did too many calories in 2020 on that Christmas. Come on. Like, <laughs> this is life, right? If you're not having fun with life, you, you, Christmas is for memories, not calories. So beating yourself up over it and, and restricting and not enjoying the moment, it's, 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 not, what I, it's not what I want to teach people. It's not what, how I want to coach. I want to, I want to bring a nice, relaxed environment where people enjoy themselves and get the goals they deserve because you're talking about food anxieties and, and binges, but up until the binge, everyone's working so hard. Everyone's working so hard. 
to almost piss it all away, let's say, like, like literally get to the point I've made it. Now what? I've restricted so much. I've hit my targets. I feel amazing. I look amazing. There's only one thing to do now. And that is, as you said, eat and self-sabotage because I made it. I deserve this now. So I'm taking that out of it. And I'm going to get, I'm going to say it again, we can eat anything. We don't have to eat everything. And it's developing that mindset that you can have that bit of pizza. Are you going to live on pizza? Are you, do you need to then go and have the tub of ice cream, the six pack of beer or, or whatever? And no, we can just start to incorporate smaller portions through the, through our lives. And some people are like, no, I love the binge. I, I like to just be there and feel like I've, I'm spaced out, but that it's not long-term. It's, it's not long-term. It's not long-term thinking. And, and, and in the business world that you're in, it's about growth, right? We want to grow. We want to progress. There's an abundance. So why is it any different with, with food? You know, it's, it's just rewording. It's rescripting. Like I said, I was a crackhead. <laughs> I would behave like a crackhead, you know? I, I, I'm obviously not a crackhead. But in terms of food, there was nothing that would go untouched. I couldn't go to a buffet, for instance. Yeah, That was a no-go place because I had already scripted my, in my mind what I would do. Whereas if I went now, it's, it's all right. I want to pick what I want, when I want. And if I want to take some home, I'll take some home. But it took development. So actions, learning behaviors, gaining the knowledge. And it's just it's a time thing, but you just have to want it a little bit more than the way things are now. And just start the journey. Because time's going to pass, massively going to pass. You know, that I think is a perfect segue to, um, you know, one of the many things that I want to touch on, but really wanting it, I think is, is a huge thing. And, you know, um, I, I think having honest people in your life is huge. I, I've told this story a couple of times, but there's been like two or three times in my life where I was kind of like, ah, I think I'm putting on some weight. I don't think I'm really taking care of myself. And no, man, you look good. You got a lot going on. And I, But I've had like two or three times, like one of the times specifically, my girlfriend was like, wow, you got fat. She's like, I didn't think you could get fat, but yeah, you, you did get fat. And that like literally just happened again a couple of months ago. She's like, this girl was like, hey, you know, you came back from New York and I, I was concerned and I was like, oh shit. But having somebody tell me like, it's not in your head, you are putting on weight, you do look shitty, like you should do something about it. That was one of the, the things that made me decide like I have to take action. But more importantly, you know, seeing people in my personal life that are a, a few decades older than me, that it's it mentally is is, is affecting their brain, the food choices that they made for the last 10, 20, 30 years, and physically like their gut health, their energy, like all these health problems that you see later on from things like not eating enough vegetables, eating too much processed foods, having too much shit in your diet. Like I'm going, man, like I literally am looking at a, like a time machine of where I'm going to wind up if I don't start making these little changes now. And that to me was a huge wake up call of like, you know, is the McRib worth not having my, my memories in, in 20 yeah. years or not being able, you know, like having to eat through it. Just so many crazy things that I don't think people realize they're too much in the, in the thought process of being reactive instead of proactive. And I see too many people that wait until something massive happens financially, medically, physically to then make a change. And a lot of the times then it's too late or it's so much harder to do. So like, what are your thoughts on that as far as like the timeline and especially affecting your, your brain long-term? I don't think people associate the fact that literally what you're putting in your stomach can 
right in the moment affect your mood and your brain, but even more importantly, 10, 20, 30 years from now, all the reading I'm doing on things that it can like do things like fight dementia and Alzheimer's from just changing your diet is well, huge. My, and it's not a lot, it's minimal things. In the first thing that my grandma, she, uh, she suffered with dementia. And the first thing I did was start reading about food, more about food. And um, I mean, I've mentioned things like pizza and a donut, right? That's the mental side of it. But absolutely with health, you want to consume 80, 90, 80% of your diet. It's got to be like in this modern world, if someone doesn't know that they have to eat vegetables, it's very, <laughs> like, you, like I'm not, it's, 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 it's worryingly true though, you know, like we should live. <laughs> you, you're talking about so 2020 has highlighted things like what you just said in terms of reactive right people are reactive rather than proactive and and with business what you do is like you're proactively trying to grow your business and you're looking to project into the future but some people cannot see past today and the thought of what you just said that your food is going to affect your mind in 20 30 40 years it's not a comprehension it's not it's not a thought process because we've got growth-minded uh, mindsets. We've got fixed-minded uh, fixed mindsets, and it, it does it, it does blow my mind that people don't understand that fruit and vegetables is important. But we get so consumed that, as I said earlier, we block out what is important. We start telling these little moments because we have so many like we we live in our mind like so much and we have so many different conversations in our mind and by i don't want to kind of go off off piece too much but by ignoring the blatantly obvious you you put up this wall and this buffer and you, you genuinely tend to you, you lose your self-image like the key point i'm trying to say is we say so many lies to ourselves that we can block out the bad stuff. We can literally block out what we're trying to achieve. Like our self, self-image, self-esteem. I mean, I even got a little bit like thinking about my grandma there. Like it is, it's, it's, oh, it's fucking fundamental. Like if everyone ate some more fruits and vegetables, half the shit they go through, wouldn't they, they wouldn't go through. But on the flip side, the feast of famine is, is this is where we're seeing that it's complicated, right? And it's a daily one action, one action, one action, daily build it up, learn some new behaviors, build upon it, and get the knowledge that you need. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating and rewarding when you see people step across that line. Yeah, I mean, my buddy uh, Tim Bratz was telling a story about a, a friend of his got diagnosed with cancer. And they were like, um, we're going to have to amputate your leg. Like your, your options are we either amputate your leg or we don't and you die. And he was like, I don't like either of those options. So he went on like some crazy, like just diet, just cleaning everything up. And his body literally healed itself. And he never, he, he, he beat the cancer. They didn't have to take his leg. And it was things like that. And I, and I try and think of it now where like, yes, there's certain things that I want to to eat, but overall it's like, how bad do I really want that? And I can't think of a single time. And this is again, why I think it does go back to addiction because knowing in the middle of the day or, or completely sober that I'm going to make a decision 
that in 20 minutes, I'm going to very much regret. And then I go and I like crush a bunch of food. I never do that and go, oh man, that was a great idea. I feel awesome. It was, I feel terrible now. Like, and I regret doing that. And I knew I was going to feel this way, but I did it anyway. And that's where I feel like that mental struggle comes in. But on the flip side of that, I think one of the greatest things is the amount of time it took for me to lose those cravings was like days. I mean, it was literally, I mean, I think I texted you like three or four days in like, man, my, my cravings are already better. I'm already not craving like pizza and, and crap and stuff. And I'm eating better. And, and like, even within a few days of just substituting like turkey on lettuce versus things, I'm starting to crave that stuff. I'm starting to look forward to eating vegetables and proteins and cooking some like lean meats. And I, I feel good about it. And that momentum within a week, you can literally start to change your brain cravings, which I think is, is a huge um, positive and hope for people that are thinking it's going to take them forever to beat these habits. Because a lot of other things you literally do, it could take years and years and years to change your mindset and your habits. But with your brain and your diet, you can literally take days and start to really make drastic changes and build that momentum. So I think there is a lot of hope out there for people with just taking, you know, you could commit to anything for a few days. Like the difference in it is mind blowing to me how fast that starts to change. Yeah, it is uh, for me personally. I try. I have. I don't try. I. I absolutely enjoy a huge. Like it's. I think I use like an oven dish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have a dish. I load up a huge Greek salad all the time, and I. The way I describe it is, I feel like it's just cleaning my. It's just beautifully cleansing and. Great, like it's just it just feels amazing. But these are words that I've used. I'm creating my own reality, and people see it. And so it, it will go back to mindset. How you view the food? Do you view it as you're you're losing out, or you you view it as an abundance? You like love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, it's going to be a bit of a struggle most of the time. Um, but the scripting that we use, the 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 words we use when we're describing food, I think. So I believe. Health aside, health as in micronutrients, massively important, okay? Have your life full of them. But understanding that you're not a bad person if you do go off-piste, that's, that's the side that I really kind of want to help people with is because that mental side, because we always think of food and training as health and the mental side of it, the mental battle that I did bad and I, did, I, I, I really want to help on that side micronutrients, vegetables, get loads in, fruits, drink your water. Like you see the, the messages I send you on on uh, on our, our coaching. And it's, I just want to balance the mindset of eating because then you can develop the health, even in like the, 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 the goodness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You're less stressed and you're not feeling like you're losing out. Because some people view salad like salad, like it's not. People understand that salad's good for you, but they view it as a punishment rather than. <laughs> so again, it goes to our perspective of the moment rather than anything else. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It, it is, is funny. It's, it's it's our language and our own. Like we literally get in the way of ourselves on so many different levels, just by our opinions, which we've learned from someone else, right? We've literally taken on so like we're the product of so many people around us, like and throughout learning through, through it could be our parents, it could have been the dinner lady, it could have been the coach, it could have been anyone, and and we take on little notions and then we develop our own versions of that, 
And they're the little things. I just want to get out of people's way that they can make better choices themselves. Because ultimately, it's not for me to tell you to eat a vegetable. You are Nick. You're a grown man. And you need to take responsibility that your behaviors have got you to this point. And that's a massive step is that we all just, we've got no responsibility for what we've done, especially with food. Oh, it's not my fault. It was the coffee that I was drinking. It's not my fault. It's the, as you said, the pizza in the oven or the, the alcohol in the shower. Yeah, it is mine. They're my behaviors. They're my habits. And I'm trying to get that across to people. Absolutely heal yourself with food, but also heal your mind along the way as well. Otherwise, you, you're not going to have a happy journey. And I think that's, that's maybe what I meant when I was talking about the, the health aspects is there's a mental side to this game. Yes, eat all your vegetables. Absolutely. And if you don't like them, go and watch an amazing Netflix where they're grilling them and making them so delicious. Learn a way, responsibility, take back control. You know, we're doing it. Hand to mouth is on us. We're not, like all the adverts we blame, we purchase, we do. And it's developing that, I think, can help massively. But yes, I agree, we, man. <laughs> yeah. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he has also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. I mean, I, anybody who follows me on social media knows that I'm an emotional eater. So, you know, I'm trying to, again, trying to fix those things because it doesn't help. But um, there's a few key things I definitely want to talk about with you. Um, one of them being uh, calorie deficit. The other one being tracking uh, accountability, which is a huge thing that you're doing that I think is awesome. And then just accessibility of having things around are definitely all topics I want to touch on. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting was Marion actually I think this is how I wind up getting linked up with you, but I forget the exact thing, but she posted a picture and they were, it was pretty close in proximity to like another picture. And I was like, wow, like she actually looks different. Like she looks like she tightened up and it, a lot of time had not passed. It was probably less than a week. And I think I asked her, or she posted something of like, Hey, I've been changing my relationship with the food. And I was like, what, like, what did you do that? You're looking like you, you were already getting results. And she started talking about like, tracking macros and all these things that I didn't know about. And she was like, you should really hit up this guy, Sean, he's been helping me. And, and that's when I linked up with you. But part of what we started doing was tracking that food every day. And to me, you know, everybody knows it'll help track <clears throat> tracking stuff helps business guys, all the real estate guys. That's what we talk about all day is KPIs, KPIs, KPIs. And for the next 90 days, I've been really adamant about trying to lock down tracking everything in my business. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it in my business, why wouldn't I do it in my, in my, 
personal life for my health and my food. And that has been one of the most eye-opening experiences by even just every time I go to grab something, just to take an app now. I mean, it's, it's easier than ever to be in shape with technology. You scan a barcode, it tells you exactly how many calories, how much protein, and it adds up to what you've had already in the day. And it would like blow my mind that I didn't even realize like there was a package of coconut filled dates that I thought were a good snack. And I had one and it was like almost 200 calories. And I'm like, one? I'm like, I could eat three packages of the turkey with the mustard and the lettuce, eat it for hours, feel great. I would usually literally sit down and eat a whole pack of those coconut rolled dates before I knew that that wasn't like looking at just the difference of like, I can have all of this and eat this all day or a bite of this and look at the difference towards my goals and how that affects the rest of my meals and my day and my protein and my intake. It's just, it's, it's incredible to see the difference in the portion of what you're putting into your body. Cause and I, I feel like I have more knowledge than the average person as far as health and nutrition because of my background. And I still was freaking clueless. And I didn't even realize I was clueless. Do you come across that a lot that people are, are blown away at like when they start to track their food? Well, yes, but firstly, I did some nutrition courses and then I was clueless. Like I was, <laughs> it was, it's so, there's so much noise going on. And you mentioned calories in, calories out. I was eating only healthy stuff for a period in my life, literally only. And I was overweight. And I just couldn't grasp. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make absolute, this doesn't make sense, does it? I'm, I'm eating healthy. So therefore how I'm training I'm walking, I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm not, I'm not having alcohol. I'm not having anything. I'm, I'm pure health, but I, I, ha, I was, had a little bit of weight gain. So calories in, calories out, ultimately. Without a calorie deficit, you are not losing fat or weight. Let's say weight. You're not losing weight. So once people start to see that, like you just said, there's 200, say 200 calories in, in that one date roll or coconut roll that you were having, it's like, whoa, I could have had half a meal there for that one moment. And it, it, it's just, because you know, how, how does anyone know? Uh, and, and the thing, you, you've got an iPhone, right? Or, or whatever yeah. phone. And then every now and again, it says, agree to our terms. Yeah. Like, no one reads it. And if they do, <laughs> it's got a lot of time in their hands, but no one reads it. Every packet we buy, has got terms and conditions on the back. And it says, hey, if you want uh, a portion of this drink is a third of a can or this or that. And it tells us is that the T's and C's are there, but we blindly just chug it and whatever happens, whatever we carry on with life. But understanding weight loss and fat loss is slightly different. So you've got your calorie deficit. There's your weight loss. Done. Nailed. Marion Marion lost a, f- a couple of kilos in the first few weeks. But, but mostly in that moment, she said her food relationships changing. She's understanding that she's not a bad person for having a takeout or she's not a she's she, she's under eating her protein. And where I come in is is fat loss. So everyone can lose weight in a calorie deficit. Just eat less than you are or then you need, and you're in a calorie deficit, you're losing weight. But with fat loss, which I'm working with you, is if we keep your protein levels higher, if we keep your strength decent, if we increase your water, your sleep, stress coping, 
and we do some cardio, then we're gonna we're gonna aim for a better looking body. So you're gonna lose weight, but we're gonna main, we're we're gonna maintain the muscle you've got, if not slightly increase. So we're going from a t-shirt on a hanger, fat loss, a t-shirt on a athletic looking mannequin. Both achievable. One, you just have to learn a little bit more or do a couple of little adjustments in your day-to-day habits. Um, I don't focus on all macros because, and, and I don't focus on exactly the, because t- who am I to say for you what to eat? You know, you, you, you different upbringing, different lifestyle. I, I've got Irish heritage. We like potatoes. I don't know what yours is. Do you know what I mean? So to say to someone, no, 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 no. I want to be like encouraging them to be more relaxed and, and, it just encouraged the, the fat loss. And, and again, the mental side of it, I'm massive on it. I, I keep going back to it, but it is, it's not what everyone wants, but it's what everyone needs. That relationship. I agree a thousand percent. You know, it, it is funny when you see, cause I, I laugh cause it is almost like, you know, you tell the kids they got to have a salad. What did I do, mom? I'm sorry. You know, it is like a punishment, but it really shouldn't be. Um, you know, so uh, again, with the, with the calories in calories out and with actually eating and building the proteins in there, h- how does that work now? So if somebody, you know, like, so you, you had us take, um, accountability photos, you had us, um, I think every week we're doing measurements and we're doing weight and we're doing before and after photos. And I definitely noticed that my, my weight didn't go down as much as I had, I felt like it did, but I definitely looked to me like I, I, I had lost fat, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, who cares what the scale says, you know? So yeah. I, I think that, like you said, I, I love the analogy you just said about the t-shirt and the mannequin, because I think too many people are concerned with the scale instead of actually, you know, you, you might have put on muscle. So maybe you maybe even gained a little bit of weight, but you're in a way healthier spot overall for the present and for the future. Um, what's, what's a realistic expectation for, you know, starting out on a new nutritional program, how often should you be doing follow-ups and checking? Cause I know like some people will check the scale three times a day. It's stupid. Like you like you said, your weight can vary throughout the day, depending on so many different circumstances. So first question is like, what's the realistic expectation of how often you should be doing your weights and your measurements? And then what's also a realistic expectation for some type of results? Because, you know, it's, I almost feel like you, you spend four or five days going, okay, well, I had a 2000 calorie a day diet, but I only ate 1500 a day how much weight should I have expected to lose over those seven days? Like, what does that process look like for, for an average person's body? So the first, the first part was, you might have to remind me on, on the, the, or a few of those questions, but the first yeah. part is I literally did a post last week and I've had a client since September. She's lost 100 grams, Ooh. 100 grams. Now she's been working with me since, since September. That's enough time for loads of people to quit, right? So what I did is just explain that every time you weigh yourself, there's potential that you had a salty dinner the night before, you didn't sleep very well. So you've, and and we're gaining water from this, not fat, not fat. We're gaining water. She's on medication actually. So she's going to retain water. She may be hitting a monthly cycle, which is always going to come around. So starting to understand the scale as Data, once you start to understand it's just data, it's not you, it's not fat, there's a big difference. Um, 
realistically, like she, she's down, she's down from a size 16 to size 12. So her body has changed big time, but her relationship changed and she's losing fat. She's still got, she's still got water weight, but she is on medication. So just, just navigating that, explaining it, keeping her calm. It's, it's been a huge thing. Um, you spoke about calories in calories out. If someone dropped 500, say under, say, I, I like 500 under, I like, so you, you probably should be on roughly on average 2,500. By having 2,000, we're not going too drastic. We're not trying to go too fast because if you did drop to the 15, but after a week, after two weeks, are you going to start to lose focus at work and make poorer decisions? Will it affect your sleep? Are you encouraging your body to work at a, a lower rate? So I, 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 the goal should be to eat as many calories as possible while getting results. So stick up at the 2,000, be consistent, and you will on average. And again, everyone's different because I just told you the 100 gram story. But it should be around about 2 kg a month. And by being a little bit more gentle, less aggressive with a deficit, you're giving yourself time to learn new habits. Do you know what I mean? So if, if, if you fast track fat loss, let's say, if you fast track it, it's like going to an exam for a new job. You've got to pass this test and then you're, you're, the, you're the top dog and you've got to run the show. So fast tracking is cheating for the exam. You didn't do the studies. You ain't put the, the two, three months in or the year at uni to get this this uh, this master's or this 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 uh, degree. How are you supposed to run that company without the hard yards? So if you if you aggressively take calories low, you get the fat loss, but you haven't learned the behaviors along the, the journey. I think that's the, the simplest way to explain, it, especially in the business world. If you're not doing the hard yards, how are you supposed to run this company? You know, if you're not if you're not buying the investments, going to the shows, going to the seminars, listening to Nick's podcast. If you're not doing these things, but you've got the fat loss or you've got the business running, how are you supposed to then continue with that business? Because I think that's the, the just everyone needs to slow down a little bit. Enjoy the journey because the goal is fat loss. But the amount you learn along that, that you're just going to grow as a person along dealing with the scales went up. Oh, shit. Oh, but Sean explained that I'm due on or I didn't get no sleep last night or there was a lot of salt in my dinner or I had a heavy training session and my, my body just reacted to protect me. It wasn't overnight fat. It's, it's pretty much impossible. You would have to eat. So, all right, here, right now, you to, for you to put on 500 grams overnight of fat, not water weight, which is totally normal as the, the, what I've just told you, you would have to eat. 3,000 for about 6,000 calories in one <laughs> sit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and people that come away and said, I put on two kilos over the weekend, you would have to have your normal, say, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of 7,500 plus 10,500 to even dream of it being fat. So most of the battle is you put a little bit of water weight on, and people get really scared. And that cycle that we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast of, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. 
So I might as well go for it again and, and turn in a week into a month. And the journey starts again. It's like a whole, it's a, it is literally a, a, a minefield, but navigating or being coached or learning from people like you or, or other guys that are teaching, find a language that you, you understand, learn that half the time it's little water weight and just start to be a lot more relaxed, a lot more calm. The scales is just data and we, and we can just again, smile more, just smile more on the journey. I I love it, man. You know, it's so passionate about this and it's, it's a tay. I do enjoy it a lot. It shows. It shows. I love it. And, and you're right, because the similarities with business, you know, I, I tell everybody, you wouldn't go and start trying to learn and affect a new business and expect to be financially free and rich and retired in six months or 90 days. It takes years and it takes consistency. And, you know, that's why a lot of people quit because they go hard for 30, 60, 90 days, burn themselves out. And, and you know, I was even just listening to Matthew McConaughey talk about how he, he lost all that weight for, uh, I think it was Dallas Buyers Club when he got down to like nothing. And he said it was like a, almost a year process and he was just consistently losing about two pounds a week. And it was like, oh yeah, like, cause people look at the movie and they're like, oh man, he dropped like a hundred pounds. And it's like, yeah. you said that that wasn't done overnight. And he didn't put it all back on right after that either. It was like a, a slow, steady, consistent, consistent yeah. thing. And I, I think that, that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So lifestyle shifted as, as far as lifestyles and stuff, you know, uh, a big thing that I think has helped me since we started doing this was I got all the, the most of the tempting stuff out of my face. Cause if it's in front of me, I'm thinking about it. And I just, I just know me, I don't have the willpower to keep walking by it. At some point I'm going to cave and I'm going to tempt myself. So not having those things around has been huge. And then when somebody said, like my friend Bo sent my family like a box of McRibs and stuff. And I was like, dude, how am I supposed to not eat this? So I'm trying to keep it out of there. Um, what is your advice for people when they're going? Like, do you, is that part of when you start to work with them? Are you going through kind of what they have in their inventory and training them to keep healthy options in the house to limit the, you know, the, the crashes or the cheating, so to speak? I know we don't use that word anymore, but. No, but I mean, I'll, I'll hopefully... We uh, get you to a stage where it's okay to be there, you know, because you have to go to the supermarket every day. And if, if you don't learn how to be around things or go to parties and you don't, as I said, you can eat anything. You don't have to eat everything. If we can get that into the new way of thinking, if we can just, the script, the script is massive. The script we tell ourselves, like you just said, you can't. So therefore you can't, you're right. However you word it, you're correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it start to develop a thing where actually I can go anywhere. <laughs> I, I see anything I can, I can, I don't have to, I can cut a donut in half. If we start to practice, I can eat anything. I just don't have to eat everything. If we just work on that and, and that's not an overnight thing. It's like you said, it's time, it's yards, it's, it's learning, it's reprogramming. It's, it's that, that new script, that new belief that you're in control, not this former crackhead of my terms <laughs> wipes out anyone and everything in sight. It's, it's, it's almost reprogramming. It's a new way of thinking almost but from the bullshit we've picked up from other people along the way. 
Awesome. So accountability is the last part of that that I wanted to talk about. You, you're doing very good. I mean, I think you touch base with me almost every day and it sounds like you're doing that with all of your clients. How important do you think that is to uh, current and long-term success of all your clients? And is that something that you learn from your experience being a student of certain things? Because I do yeah. think that that's something that, especially starting out, is important. And then knowing that somebody's going to follow up with you, text you, call you, you're going to have to post those pictures. You know, it just, it definitely sets it apart from just going on and logging your stuff into an app and nobody's really commenting or seeing on it. There's really no, you know, th there's nobody holding your feet to the fire on that. And obviously, I like the way you do it. You have given me constructive feedback and not in a way that beats me up, but it's always, Hey man, it's okay. Like we're working on this, we're doing this and it makes me feel better about it. And again, it's, it's changing my relationship of like, like I feel bad. I ate this pizza and now Sean's going to yell at me. It's not like that. Like I really like the culture that you kind of have there of like working together, working as a team and keeping each other. It really feels like it's coming from a good place for the greater good. Oh, I appreciate the feedback. Um, accountability, if someone's watching this or listening to this, if you don't have an external, if you can provide your own accountability for yourself and you have an understanding, you can do it, great. But if you're suffering, maybe you're trying and you just haven't got that, a coach or your your training partner or just a buddy or or even so so even even joining a Facebook group to be public accountability, like, hey guys, I've done my steps today, like, if you can offload it to someone else to help you just push on, it's, it's a much better place to be because going back to earlier, people put this blocker up where they, they can tell lies to themselves and block themselves because pe some people's self-image is so low, they don't value themselves deep down. So they need that external, like I'll mistreat myself, but I'll do anything for you kind of mindset. Do you know what I mean? So if, if, if you need accountability, 100% people should either invest their time or money into getting it. It's, it's huge. It, in fact, my coaching business, if it didn't have accountability, because people drift. Life's busy. Life is busy. Life's very distracting. Um, and, and knowing that I'm there supporting and guiding and, and any moment, like the lady with the 100 grams a week, uh, uh, the 100 grams total, she would have quit. She told me she would have quit. 10 times over, but now she's dress sizes down. So it's knowing that I'm there, knowing that I'm supporting, I do not judge anybody. I encourage people to take accountability of their own lifestyle. I take responsibility of their own lifestyle and just flip the script and you'll have that for life. You know, if you, if you view food as an amazing concept that, is there forever to bring memories, happiness, um, amazing life moments. It's, it's a better place to be than anxiety, depression, beating yourself up, talking bad about yourself. Like for me, so that coaching, that guidance, accountability, responsibility, that, that's what I'm all about. I really, I really focus on them sides massively, massively, massively. It's ma I, 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 my external accountability is that I, I shell out hundreds to a coach myself on a different part of my business. So if I didn't do that, would I get on the coaching calls? Would I let it slide and, and put Sopranos on? Would like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's that moment, you know, you just, am I willing to hand over hundreds of pounds a month or am I just going to change a little bit of my pattern and progressively 
build my business. And it, it, that accountability does that. It just drive, It's a driving force. So if anyone's not on it, get some accountability in your life for sure. Publicly invest or buddy up with someone. I love that, man. So parlaying that into base life coaching, talk a little bit about how they came together and what you do and how people can work with you. So base life coaching was not even a thought last year, beginning of last year, 2020 happened. I, I was opening a gym in central London, actually. So all my focus was on suppliers and uh, the venue and, and all these things trying to bring that together. And then the world kind of jumped upside down and spun around a few times and the venue was not an option at the time at the, in the present current climate. So I'm sitting in lockdown. I'm like, I need to do something. I need to work hard. Like, what can I do? Who can I help? What can I like, let me be brave. And I got on social media and people were like, Whoa, thank you. You just simplified some noise that had been holding me back for a few years. And I was like, I'm going to find accountability. I invested in a coach. They've helped me elevate. They've helped me become more confident and, and talk more. In fact, one of the first, um, one of the first things I had to do is just talk in my stories for one month straight, get out of my own way, build some confidence in front of the camera and get help to people that need it. It's my duty to help others. So base life was formed in lockdown and now you're based in the US. I've got clients in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, Luxembourg, Barbados, up north in the UK, in Durham, in, in Sheffield, down in, in Cornwall. And it's just like, wow, wow. I'm getting to, to, to meet amazing people like yourself. If I can, if I can help you along the way, it, it, and again, it makes me sleep well at night. And it's, I, I've, I've recently said to someone, I don't feel like I'm working. Like I, I found something, I found a purpose, I found a drive. It's, it's, it's a, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling being able to help people to help people get out of their own way. Like it's a really, it's a really important thing. Like simplify things that we really think are difficult and are, are painful, but show them it's not. And it doesn't have to be a pain barrier in life and, and they can progress in business and relationships, as I said earlier. So that's where base life came from. It came from, it came from being locked up, <laughs> <laughs> locked up in London in, in, in the summer. That's where it came from. And uh, I've never looked back because we spoke about earlier, being having a progressive mindset, uh, mindset and an abundance mindset is, is important. And it's a driving factor to, to break the cycle with my kids, for them to see that where some people struggle, that's, that's actually a time to, to shine and show that the, the work you've put in already on yourself, you can do things. And it's, it's now, it's a really important part of my life to to be active and help. I really enjoy it. Really enjoy awesome. it. Well, you're obviously very good at it. I, I like your passion behind it. It, it. it shows how much you believe in it and believe in what you're doing and really dedicate yourself every day to your clients. Um, so what are some ways, like if, if people first know, how can they find you and, and hear more about some of the coaching options for you? And then what kind of programs do you offer for people? So if you want to find me, I'd say... Come and find me on Instagram. It will be baselife underscore coaching. My name's Sean Grealish. Um, in terms of coaching, it can go anywhere from 
you might only need a book recommendation at 15 pounds or something like that. And we, we, we separate our ways, or it could be actually, maybe you need a more personalized program or a separate online program. They're, they're all different. They're all pro- structured differently, but just reach out. It, the, the biggest thing for me is, are you coachable? So we'll go through a little kind of a little talk and some people aren't ready. Some people are very ready. And if you're open for something new and you've liked anything you've heard today, it's, it's kind of along their moments. But the greatest thing is your desire for change has to be slightly more than your desire for things to remain the same. And I always make sure people understand that, that we just have to want it a little bit more and be open to potentially new things, you know. Awesome, man. So obviously I'll, I'll put all the links for everything in the show notes. And then if somebody wants to have a consultation like you and I did, reach out on Instagram and then you guys can jump on and talk about the situation and figure out what's a good I, fit for both of you. I don't bite. I'll ask you a few questions. <laughs> if, if you're up for a, a journey where we smile and, and you like the stuff we're then it's, 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 a, it's definitely an option that we can explore for sure. Nice, nice. So uh, in closing here, what's a few things... If somebody's listening to this and they want, let's say, like two or three things that they can take away for their for their nutrition, whether it's um, some mental tips to change the way they're looking at things or just some quick things to get back on track or eat a little bit better. Or what's just some three quick things that somebody can implement after listening to this podcast? Um, I always try and, and let people know that you cannot lose weight without being a slight calorie deficit. There's loads of calculators online. If you can if you can explore that then you, you're starting to go down a, a, a good a, a little kind of area that you're definitely going to get some form of results. If you can improve your relationship with food, rather not good, not bad, it's food. I should concentrate on nutrient-dense foods, but Christmases, parties, like relax, uh, enjoy the memories, not the calories. You know, like if you don't like tracking, you, there's there's ways to look at maybe – Use your hand, for example, um, a portion of protein without your fingers, just your palm. Have that many vegetables and a little bit of fat and maybe a little bit of carb. It's like there's no one thing causing the problems, okay? There's no one food. We're causing the problems. It's not the beer because everyone would be an alcoholic, right? It's our lifestyle and our habits. And that, I think, is the game changer rather than not taking responsibility and blaming food which is amazing it's amazing like think about the joy of breaking bread with other people you know like coming together and saying cheers and celebrating like that's where i would rather people were than some sufferings that are going on i love it man very well said well i appreciate your time today i appreciate all the help that you've given me on all this stuff good lastly move walk Everyone should just do a little bit more movement. It's so underrated. It's massively, massively aiding people's lives. It's just walking. Like it's underrated. It's massively important. I love that. Even uh, I, I've been trying to like, when it's, it's kind of freezing here right now, but when I was in New York and even when I was over here, I was getting on work calls all day and I was making a point of whenever I had to get on a work call, I throw a headset on and I just go outside and I'd walk and I was tracking like the steps of the things. And I mean, it was adding up to like seven, eight, nine miles a day of just walking in a circle while I was on phone calls. That, that right there, what you just said is like an easy win, right? So 
if I go on a coffee with a friend or a coffee date or like you just said, a walk, just do it. Just do it. Put the headset on. Listen to a, an amazing podcast like like yourself. Listen to an amazing video book. Change something, and 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 it's an easy win in your fat loss journey. It's the most underrated, like simple easy win that doesn't doesn't make you feel like you've done a thousand squats the day before. It's just a simple win that incorporates an amazing change in people's lives. I love that. And with with COVID and people being locked down at home, I mean, I'm seeing for like 500 bucks, you can get like a decent small walking desk treadmill that you can just pop onto your desk. And if you need to, you can just sit, sit at home and just walk while you make phone calls or you tap in the computer and stuff like that. You know, it's becoming more affordable. They're, they're not these big dense treadmills that you can't fit in any room. You literally can slide them under a couch, pull them back out. I mean, so I know some people are struggling because they're not getting out as much because of having to work at home and homeschool their kids, but there's little traps and tricks and things like that too, that you can do to keep yourself moving all day long at home, which I, and I think we're great. It's a walk-in, it's just, we can walk, right? But it could be doing the laundry. It could, movement is movement. I'm moving now. Just move a little bit more than you are and you start to, to feel and be able to then do even more. My movement is so underrated. I love it, man. Well, any, any final thoughts before I let you go today? I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, it's my debut on, on a, a podcast on camera. Hopefully I didn't kind of make anyone fall asleep. Um, <laughs> I'm here to help. That's ultimately what I'd like to say. And, and I appreciate you, Nick. Thanks for having me on, man. And I look I thought you did great, man. If we touch base on this in six months and see where you're at, I, I'd, I think that'd be a good point for your listeners to hear. Yeah, let's do it. I love that, man. I'm going to be putting this out soon, but uh, it's been great working with you so far. I'm looking forward to continuing. I thought you did great. I didn't think this was your first podcast at all. I thought you gave great answers and you're very entertaining. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad we got on to do this today and uh, I'll have all your notes in the, in the podcast notes. So if anybody wants to link up, book a calendar, follow you on Instagram, it'll all be live on there just to click away. Oh, you're a gentleman. Thank you, Nate. Have a great day, man. I appreciate it. You still like this?